Love Talk Radio. Yeah. Welcome to the war room. We got Taz, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26 sort of war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother. Got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. Uh, B. Austin might show up to work. He might not. (laughs) Who knows? Um, The NFL season is still in the midst of COVID-related turbulence. That's That's what I like to call it here. And the NBA has a new champion, as you all know by now. We'll discuss both of these topics and a whole lot more. So sit back, relax, and join us for another briefing in the war room. Uh, You, too, can get into the conversation by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter uh, at War Room Sports. You can also uh, hit us on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. As usual, before we get started, we just want to give you this reminder. During the week, at any time, when we're not live on the air, you can check us out on demand. You can check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows, either on our own network at boardroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. We're on most of them. Um, what up, Jim, man? Uh, Cube is now Black America's Most Wanted. <laughs> um What's up with Cube getting canceled, man? What's wrong with us, man? Yeah. All right. I don't know what just happened to Jimmy. Uh, I think he's having some technical difficulties. It's like an every week thing now. Um, but that's the that's the latest thing, you know, non sports related that's important for us, I guess, as black people. In Yo. The news. Um. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, I don't know what just happened. I'm going to cut you. Um, Yo, as soon as I was going to say something, came in and knocked this off. Like, they must, they <laughs> they must don't want to hear us talk about Q. I don't know. It might have it might not have been COINTELPRO, man. It might have been your own people. They don't want to hear what you're about to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, From, man, from yo, what I'm reading and the conversations like, I've been in, man, I, I can't call it, man. But I, all, I, all I really need to say is they, they've done a number on us, man. Dog, the, the one thing I'm gonna say about this, and I, I listen, I don't even care to argue because all y'all so y'all hate 45 so much, y'all so emotional that nothing else even matters, right? Cool, so I get that. But the illest thing to me about this was, yo, Q didn't even say nothing. All it took was for somebody from like you know, quote unquote, the other side to say thanks for help, and they turned on him before he could even respond. Divide so and like, conquer tweet, man. It was intentional. They knew exactly yo, that's all what took, they were though. doing. That's all it took. It doesn't think... matter what this man's body of work is. <laughs> all it took was for someone to say that? That's all it took, man. We're, we, we, we're, we're easy like that, man. It's unfortunate. Um, and, and it's unfortunate where these conversations go. Like, 
I mean, I've been privy to and been in conversations where all people are doing is defending black people. And between black men and black women, that's getting labeled as quote unquote toxic masculinity. It's like, like, you know, a conversation I had with some people like a couple of weeks ago. It's like we scream at anybody who we think perceives us as a monolithic people. But Inside these closed doors, as soon as we disagree with each other, then the disrespect starts and all of that kind of stuff. And we are canceling a man because he laid out a bipartisan plan to get people, get black people access to capital in America. But since the Democrats told him, nah, well, we holler at you about that after the election. I wonder why. And the Republicans, whether they have any, any, you know, intentions on really doing something about it or not, put some of his points into their quote-unquote plan, their platinum plan for black people in America. Like, it's the fact that they <laughs> took it. But nobody's mad at the Democrats for, for telling Cube FOH kick rocks. They're mad at him because of who decided to listen to his, to, to his plan. This is weird to yo, me. Yo, but man. he didn't even align him. Yo, he didn't even he, align himself with you. He didn't that's, align. That's didn't, the thing he that didn't voice support. He didn't endorse. It would have been the same thing had, you know, the other side took his plan. If both of them would have, he would have given it to both of them because Cube is only about the black people. He's not about Democrats. He's not about Republicans. But we so damn brainwashed. And a lot of y'all, like, yo, first off, a lot of y'all need to shut, yo, I just want to say one more thing. A lot of y'all need to just shut the hell up anyway, because a lot of y'all don't do anything. Y'all sit around on <laughs> y'all keyboards and want to judge other people, right. but you haven't helped anyone. You haven't employed the black person. Your your accountant is probably white. Your lawyer is probably white. Your doctor is probably white. Like, you don't help anybody. So for you to judge anyone, man, FOH, that's the first thing. Yeah. I know for a fact that Cube has put people to work. Cube has made stars of people, right? And it's not about me defending him. It's about the fact that I just I just watched this and I'm like, yo, he didn't even say anything. No, but I've but but I've been defending him. And and the bad thing, Jim, is you defend Cube, but all people reply to you with is what 45 does and what 45 is about. Like nobody's defending him. Nobody's defending that side. Nobody's doing any of that. I don't care about 44. I don't care about 43. (laughs) Yo. Listen, they all they all are there to shepherd a system that's not for us. That's the first thing. So, yo, I don't care about any of them. That's the fact of the matter. But what I'm saying is, like, yo, this man has, like, he didn't even say anything. All it took was a tweet from somebody saying, yo, thanks for the help. If I'm on the other side, I'm going to start tweeting a bunch of people, yo, thanks for the help. What that's, all it takes? that's all it takes. Yeah. I mean, that's weird. We're, no. we're an irrational. Like, yo, seriously, so, we so. can be so irrational. At times, like that is all it yo, takes. Like, all y'all feelings, so man. you know, it's like we're we're so, so, so predictable, huh? Oh, B, that we're like we're so predictable. They knew exactly what would happen if they they put that tweet out there. All they were trying to do was play the Democrats, play black people against each other, and try to steal some votes. Yo, last minute. yo, if I'm you I'm didn't, give... this, this was yesterday. If, if you didn't know, if you know. It, if you weren't voting for Donald Trump as a black person on October 13th, this news is not going to change who you're voting for. But everybody's so, so, so afraid of dude winning the election. Like we'll go at our own. 
Go ahead, B. Go ahead. Yo, yo, yo. This is frustrating. I, I'm, I'm so gonna disappointing. Say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say salute uh, to, to, to our brother Jimmy because you said a while ago, yo, don't even bother arguing. It's not, it's not even worth it. Now, I'm, because of my personality, that'll never work. I, I argue for sport. It's kind of what I do, but, right. yo. You don't know how, how, how bad I try to avoid it, but, you, when Yo, something you gotta, floods you your timeline, it's like I just got a social dilemma, Jim. I got to stay off social media crazy. somehow. Yo, you got <laughs> to shout out to Joe. Come shout out to, come shout out to, to Joe. To look at the bun. <laughs> shout yeah. out to Joe Hawk. Yo, I call I call you out by name. Shout out to Joe. But here's what I'm here's what I'm gonna say. Like people listen to conversations and they listen to media and they 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 listen only for what fits their feeling and their narrative. Like we, we're not listening as a society for facts and for data and for information anymore. Like we're only listening for whatever fits our narrative, good or bad. So now, never mind you having empathy and looking at the other perspective. Never mind critical and logical thinking. We see this every day with the arguments on our page with regards to LeBron and George. We see it every day. But the, the broader theme, the broader thing that I'm, I'm, I'm pointing to is just the lack of intellectual analysis and listening skills in any conversation. It's like, yeah. yo, if you really wanted to get, get, get to the crux of the matter with what Ice Cube is trying to do, he's really trying to follow the, the, the lead of the Asian community, some cultures in the Asian community here, and the Jews, which is we don't give a f about voting. Who cares about voting? We want to know what you're going to do for us, and we'll put some money in your pocket, and we'll buy the policy we need. That's the way America works. As a group, you band together, cooperative economics, you set up a political action committee, and you invest in policy. You invest in the policy that you need to better your community. That's what he's doing. It has nothing to do <laughs> With who he likes or who he cares about. He don't like, he don't care about Trump. Ice Cube probably hate Trump, but his, the reality is Trump and yo, who he represents yo, ain't going nowhere. Put out, ain't going before nowhere. all of this came, it didn't have nothing to do with, like, with the news, after, you know, because he didn't know that the chick was going to thank him. Ice Cube put out a video, a seven minute video three days ago saying what he did with both sides, saying, I don't trust. Any, either side, I don't trust any politician, but it's about it's not about Democrat, it's not about Republican, it's about black people. I just I, I don't understand how you can bash a, a, a brother for for doing what he's what he's trying to do. I mean, it's gotten to the point where people have just they've diminished him to just being a rapper from NWA. These are direct quotes. Um, it's got you know people have gotten so petty on this. They talk about his three on three league is trash. Um, <laughs> it, yo, it, yo, it is, it is. like once true. you say it, we know we live yo, in a society of side taking. Once you take a side, it doesn't matter. That's why you get that problem B where you say people don't actually listen because I spoke with somebody and she just sounded like all of her answers were canned because she probably had the same conversation with somebody else, you know, in the last twenty four hours. So she's just trying to make points. It's kind of like the presidential and vice presidential debate. You ask somebody a question or you make a point, and they say nothing about it. They just came to make the points that they were trying to make in the first place. 
it's all the same in regular society, president of debates, talking about sports, talking about politics. It's it's all the same. Um, but it's disappointing to see that. It's also disappointing to get to a point where you're disrespecting each other, and the common thread can still be, okay, we hate Donald Trump. We don't want him back. At this point, even if that's the common thread, if 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 you're defending anything that looks to them like it can help dude out, then you know the conversations could get disrespectful. So I wanted to shout out the the brother Joe too, uh, B, because really that's as far as individual people, that's the only individual thread that I jumped on because I knew that me and brother Joe could have a conversation and it not get to a point of disrespect. You know what I'm saying? I, I would hope. And I mean, it seems like it's been proven throughout the years of our conversation. We've disagreed on a lot of stuff, mostly sports topics, but it's always stayed at a, you know, at a mutual respect. Now, what he does with his close homies has a whole different thing. Hey, you know, we can we do the same thing. We can say things to each other that we that if we said to other people, it wouldn't be taken too kindly because it would it would seem kind of disrespectful. But in the Howard University group, like I'm talking with people and, you know, a, a myriad of, of sisters jumped into the conversation. Of course, we disagreed. I thought that throughout all the disagreements, you know, we were keeping it respectful the whole time. But, you know, one of them ran to another part of the post, created another thread and subbed everybody that she was arguing with on the other page <laughs> and, and got a, a lot of and got a lot of support from the sisters and name calling so it's like damn like I was it was one of those proud moments like yo we've been going at this for 24 hours but everybody has been intellectuals about this nobody's being disrespectful even if you think a point is way less <laughs> and, and you know out of the ballpark everybody still kept it you know 100 and then yo, man. you know somebody ran yo, to another part of the thread and started disrespecting people we we, we we've known each other We've all known each other here for the better part of twenty some thirty years, as a as a concerned, loving family member. Yeah, you got to leave that itch alone, bro. Yeah. You got to yeah. leave that itch alone, yeah. man. Because yeah. it, 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 it don't it doesn't go because my first statement. We're not having a conversation to learn objectively. We're looking for the points within the conversation that fit our narrative for us to either argue. Or support, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Like, yo, so I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. Man. We so this far, we so far. So I told you, I told you now. years ago, B. I told you years ago. That's what sports talk is now. Like, yo, that, Jim, what, at this point, you were right. This is now. what life talk is, though. This is what life talk is. Yeah. This is what life talk is. We Listen, live in man. a take side society. Come over <laughs> because. I expressed throughout the conversation. I expressed throughout the conversation. Oh, I agree with that point you made. However, this, however that. You know, it was none of that reciprocated. Everything I said was, was well turned out to be. Everything I said, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know how I feel about Trump. But I'm anti. I'm anti Biden and anti Kamala. Y'all don't know how many times I've been called a Trump supporter. Uh, Uncle Tom. That's the thing. You can't if you're not not, if you're not with them 
you're it's like the if you're not with them you're against them type of uh ideology like you you're not well, allowed to have an independent thought is, but we but we crazy part is, right? we can't stand when people group us as as monolithic but then when we get behind these closed point. doors man if you disagree you evil Here's what's funny about it, right? So what you're looking for is to have a serious dialogue and, you know, to hear their vantage point, give your vantage point, see see if they can change your mind at all. You're looking for a serious conversation, but that doesn't happen. I mean, at this point in 2020, I mean, look at the debate. When the, when the two guys running for the leader of the free world get together, they do the same thing that we do on Facebook. So it's like <laughs> this is where we're at. It's yeah. not. It's not yeah, just on social media. This is worth it. Listen, you see, you see, go on Twitter. You see, yeah, right. Yo, yeah, like yeah, that you debate. See, you see that, governors, was that debate was that debate for anything of value, or was the debate for entertainment? And we realized that the masses will vote for the person that entertains us the most. I'm, but, I'm but serious. I don't even think they vote for who entertains them the most. Be everybody who sat down that night. I mean, this is this is a poma stat, but I would say like eighty-five, ninety percent of the people who sat down that night knows who they're voting for. That's why when they have these, you know, when they do the post-debate shows, what are the Democrats going to say? Oh yeah, our candidate won the debate. What are the Republicans going to say? Our candidate won the debate. Same thing that the, you know, the, the regular people in society who identify with these political parties. Same thing they're going to say. Your candidate could have went up there and made a complete ass of himself, but you were with him when it started. You're with him when it ends. So people don't go, people don't watch this stuff to learn new things. And I definitely know anybody Listen, that, man, that's not aligned with not any of these them, people yo. at this point. They're definitely go watching on Twitter. <laughs> go on Twitter. You see senators, council people. You see all sorts of people who um, hold hop. I mean. Even in the private sector, like you see CEOs of companies, Fortune 500 companies that sort of clap at people. Like this is just the world we're in now. Like it's just completely we, – we, we, we um need to be a certain way of like carrying yourself, or a certain certain level of government or private business, how people carry themselves. That's gone. Those days are over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean we living in a world yeah. now where but, but like I, said, I don't have expectations. Podcast and smoke weed and – Senators call each other like you know, clap at each other like, yo, when the bull when the bull got caught up in Florida, in the um in that hotel room doing what he was doing, yo, you should have saw like his ops, his his political ops, they was going like, they they was letting mm-hmm. their hands go, like this is just right. the world we live in. <laughs> and people, even so if they, that, you know, the people you know, that were on his side, you know, even if behind closed doors they were as shocked and disappointed as they come. You know, they riding for him. It has to be some kind of excuse. Yeah, so no, somebody slipped no, in the Mickey. The people, somebody did this. The people, somebody, that were, the people that were against him, I, I understood it. Not saying I agreed with it. I understood it. I was thoroughly, like, befuddled by his supporters, like, acting like he didn't do anything wrong. And then, of course, when I asked that question, are you anti-alphabet? No, I'm not anti-alphabet. I'm just saying the boy lied and then got caught with all types of crystal meth. And it's like, what are we talking about here? Like, why are you lying for something that is wrong? Any any thought-out, logical response to anything is always going to be met by one side or the other with 
you being anti something. Like we just had a whole conversation Boy. about Ice Cube and white supremacists, and the end result is this whole thing is toxic masculinity. What the hell does that have to yeah. do with anything? Your man, your man, your man sat there and got caught with crystal meth and duty butter all over the room, and they trying to take that for him. <laughs> y'all ain't defending. They defended duty butter y'all and crystal meth. Y'all stupid. I'm all right, man. Let's that. let's talk some sports, man. Let's let's sh- let's shut up and dribble real quick. Um, <laughs> let's get into these hot topics. Uh, hot topics brought to you by my bookie. War Room family, it's time for you to make some money sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked them out, it's time to place your bets. The MLB playoffs are still going. We're in the, uh, you know, we're about to be in the World Series pretty soon. Um, so y'all, y'all gotta lay down some bets on that. Um, and also, of course, the mother of all sports betting is what we call it. The NFL is kind of limping into its Week Six slate this weekend. But um, you can still do what you gotta do. Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports by joining us. The War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. That's mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast, no hassle at all. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wagers after a one-legged Alex Smith enters the game unexpectedly. So join now, and mybookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, one word, all caps, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, so the NBA Finals have come and gone. The bubble has come and gone. Um, The bubble was a very positive, historical moment. Um, I think a lot of people dug the bubble, man. I know we dug the bubble. Um, But it's over now. I don't know if they're going to go back to that format. I guess it depends on where society is when they decide that the NBA season is to come back. Um, my vote is they need to do it again. Um, some, some, I guess somehow on a bigger scale because they're going to have to include every team. So if they go, if, even if they do it at the same place, man, it's going to be like crazy as far as scheduling is concerned. But the Lakers end up at the top of the heat. Uh, the Lakers win their franchise's 17th NBA Finals. Congrats to Laker Nation. Um, our brother Jim, another one in the books, another one in the rafters. Uh, LeBron James, of course, uh, the MVP of the Finals, um, has his fourth title. And we, we know what arguments that re-sparks and re-sparks every time he gets one or every time he, you know, scores a bucket, makes an assist or anything. LeBron is that dude. He will never leave the news cycle um, as long as he's alive. So um, the Heat, congratulations to them. But what did you guys think of everything overall? Um, we we know the, the main topic after this is Le- LeBron's legacy. Um, there's a little bit of talk out, out there about what how people will view Anthony Davis at this point. Um, but I definitely want to give a shout-out to the Heat for, for, first of all, doing what they did. Um, I at the beginning of the season, there's no way in hell that you could get me to say that the Heat would be anywhere near the NBA Finals and to kind of limp through the Finals after game one um, and and still challenge this Lakers team to a game six and, and totally run out of gas and get their doors blown off. Well, first um, off, 
I still want to give him props. First off, no, I want to no. start by – I've done it already, but I'm doing it again. I want to apologize to Jimmy Butler because when Jimmy right. Butler left the Sixers and signed with the Heat, I was laughing. I was like, yo, yeah, my man don't good. even care about winning. He just want to get that bread. Um, and and be that time, guy. He was wrong. The guy. You got to think about the teams that were courting him. Like, the Clippers and Lakers both wanted Jimmy Butler. And he told them both FOH. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they did overachieve. They beat a good Bucks team. They beat a good Celtics team. The number one and two seeds in their conference. They knocked them both off. So, you know, um, they had an amazing season. And they have a nice, young, talented team. Uh, I think the overall experience of the bubble was dope. Um, we don't need all the teams back. I think it's a good time to start extracting teams and just, you know, <laughs> get rid of some of them. I'm like, go ahead and, <laughs> go ahead and, and get some of them well, out of here. Yeah, let's get some of these teams out of here, man. The bubble the bubble was dope. Um, I don't know how they do it moving forward. Probably, I know they talked about multiple bubbles. Um, I don't know if they're going to like – I can't see them going back into arena. I mean, NFL is having such an issue now, and we'll probably talk about it in a little bit with uh, – with COVID, so I don't yeah. I don't see them, you know, trying to just play it normally, but I hope they figure something out. I'm pretty sure they will figure something else out, but uh, I think it was great. It was great basketball. We talked about how competitive it seemed, um, and we had so many tight games, good games. In terms of the finals specifically, uh, the Lakers, man, they did a good job of putting a team together with, with a lot of veterans because, you know, it was, it was hard fought, but guys like Rondo – and even though I hate to get his big props, but all of a sudden he became a tough guy and contributed, and, and that's Dwight Howard, the also favorite player. He, um, all of he contributed, but no, you, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta salute a woman. That was a first, man. They, they allowed a woman yo, to play in the NBA, yo, and she she got a future chip. Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer Dwight Howard did a good Duena. job of like reinventing himself to be like Dwayne, Dwayne like Howard. He's like Ben, he's like he's like Ben Wallace now. Like he don't even like right. you know the old Dwight Howard is dead. He's like Ben Wallace now. Um, right. you know, playoff Rondo's a different dude. Uh, Kyle Kuzma should be cut immediately. I mean, that's just what <laughs> I think. Um, you know, but and Bron is Bron, and AD is is probably like the most talented player in the NBA. Um. And, it reminds and this me a lot isn't, of this isn't, not, not really, and this isn't new Brian. for us because I know people are listening like, oh, now all of a sudden, this, this is that's not new sentiment, but it's, no, no. it's like, no, 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 I'm just letting people know because when you said that, people probably out there listening like, oh, now AD. That's true. This is these are sentiments no. that have been around, but now that you now that he gets on a team where you can see him on display at all times, it bears repeating. You know what I'm saying? You got to. Give him I'm on record. For being what he is. I'm on record. I'm on record as saying that Anthony Davis is the first player I've ever seen without a flaw in his game, right? Sure. And I, and that includes the Jordan, that includes the Magic, that includes the LeBron, that includes everybody. So when I say that, I'm not oh, saying record, like Brian. I know Brian sexual. Brian sexual would think I'm trying to take away from Brian. That's not even what I'm saying. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying that. Um, right. But it's that's why I have to be explained because people think there's agendas to everything you say. No, there's no agenda with that, but LeBron is LeBron, and we, LeBron is still, like, to me, the most amazing thing about LeBron is a couple things, and not, not specifically um, certain stats or the rings. It's the ability to be doing it this long at this level and for someone who's lived up to the hype. Because in the conversation I was having today, it, it, it kind of occurred to me, like, yo, dude is in the microscope on him since high school. I was like, in high school, we didn't even know who Mike was. And this is not a Michael Jordan-LeBron comparison because I don't get into that debate. I don't care who's the GOAT. I don't think there is a GOAT. 
So I don't get into the who's better. We're just that, talking that about media mavens. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. It's stupid. It makes no sense. And no matter which side you fall on, guess what? You'll never be able to prove it. So just save your energy. But but it is impressive to me that a guy who's had the spotlight on has been able to do what he's done. Because, you know, I would have been told y'all to FOH. <laughs> like, I would have, I would have Brian, turned to the heel. Brian, Brian tried to, remain the heel. But, but his his crew like, to, man, you can't do that. To, but it didn't he tried fit a miserable life, y'all. Didn't fit him because he wants to be liked. Didn't, didn't fit him. Yeah. Wants, yeah. yeah, it didn't fit him because he wants to be liked. Like, for me, like, I would have turned heel on y'all, and I'd have been the bad guy my, my whole career because, like, the scrutiny is just crazy on both sides. And and, and I would have been I wouldn't have been able to deal with all the dudes, like, jocking me either. I wouldn't have been, you know. Yeah. I, I, yo, that's, so I, and that's what people don't understand, like, if I'm that guy, I would feel very uncomfortable. Like, seriously, if I turn to Fox and I see Shannon Sharp running around with, like, live goats in the studio. Yo! Goats on his head. <laughs> if I'm LeBron James, Yo! I feel very uncomfortable by that. People think, like, dude, like, everybody who with us ain't with us. Some of this stuff is creepy. Like, if I turn, I'm, I, look, I guess advantage, to the same thing, you should be worried. And, and and you got Nick 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 Wright like yo, making his Nick, whole yo, career about being on my jack. Like I feel some type of way about that. And then of course you got the other side. You got irrational cats like uh, Skip Bayless, who no matter what LeBron does, what LeBron accomplishes, Skip Bayless is still gonna say some dumb stuff like, "Dude's just not that good." Like at some point, dude, just give up. Like you don't even have. If you don't want to acknowledge it, if you hate him that much, then don't talk about it. But Y'all, y'all are y'all are you know ratings, likes, clicks dependent. So you so you can't get away from it really, <laughs> unless you change the format of what you're doing. <laughs> They're going to talk about dude every single day, but it's the same thing every day. That's, I I don't even watch the shows Jim and B, but as many no. clips as I see, I'd be like, yo, how do no. people do this? And I'm not saying that because. We have a platform, and I'm mad that these people aren't listening. It's, it's what it, it is. What it is. They were always going to have millions more listeners and, and watchers and whatever than us. But I don't no. understand how people watch this day after day if I'm just getting clips from what people are sending me, and it's the same no. thing every time no. you send me. A, how do you watch the same thing every day? No, let me tell you. Let me tell you that Shannon Sharp has done an amazing job stepping his, his his education up, his ability to articulate. I mean, dude is, has, yo, he will make, he will literally make you proud from the time he came off of the side of the Broncos helmet. Cause remember when he was the mad guy and he was just yeah. up on the air. Like, <laughs> yo, dude is articulate. He's smart. He's in, and all of that goes down the poop chute. When my and man I'm about to say, and, to and he can ride for us as a community when it gets to and, that. And he can ride yeah. highly intelligent. Yo. I love him. But, yo, it's ruined. It is. Yo, fam, fam, he comes in to work with a goat, a bottle of Hennessy, <laughs> a stocking <laughs> cap, a stocking cap, and, and a black and mild. Yo, why, cuz? Why? But but why? <laughs> because the whole world's gonna see it. And proof being, bow movie <laughs> proof viral. being. That's why you look in here. <laughs> you you look at my channel history, 
and you see that I never turn to those channels during that time of day, if at all, and then I know everything that's going on. <laughs> people people Yo, are going to see me. Because it's so what's crazy is so what's crazy is I don't even watch I don't even watch ESPN or Fox Sports at all. I'm talking about yeah. at all. I don't watch. I think the only shows. time any of us turn I don't to watch ESPN any is center. if there's a game on it. But if, or if a thirty for thirty. If I would have told that's me. If I would have told my 18 year old self that, I wouldn't have believed me. I'd have been like, man, whatever. Like, dog, right. I don't even cut the channel on, and it's been years. I don't listen to sports talk on the radio. I don't listen to ESPN. I don't watch Fox no. Sports. Like I'll watch I'll watch the actual Man. events. Like I'll watch a football game, basketball game, but I can't deal with it. That's why I'm yo, it's it's very ironic because of what we're actually doing well, on well, the fam, like, radio like, right yo, now, but I'm turned yo, off by sports talk, yeah. Yo, yo, <laughs> yo blueprint and, and, and Mac, I, I promise you, yo, the brother the brother does us proud like eighty five percent of the time. And then when he gets and to then, LeBron <laughs> It's like, it's like coon. yo, he turns into a coon. Like, just for LeBron, for another black man, he turns into a coon. And what's it's even more he's a fan, though. He's a, he's a fan. He's a Hall of Fame athlete himself. Yo, like, and, and I'm older have, than you. You might expect this from the coattail riders. Like, yo, I was thinking, like, I don't know, I don't know who I'm a fan of that way. I, outside of sport, outside of sport, uh, who would you say that you're the biggest fan of? Whether it be any sort of like you know art, culture, music, whatever it may be. You, you know, Jesus Christ. I know the answer. I know Michael Jackson, Jackson and Eddie, Jackson, and Eddie Murphy. Right, Michael Jackson and Eddie Murphy. Know, yeah, but you yeah. know, I don't treat them like this. Yeah, be, the worst I'll do for Eddie I know, Murphy I, I would, is go if, see a movie I that I know. Said, I would have said Eddie for you. I'd have said Eddie. I would have. I mean, I know you like Mike, but I'd have said Eddie. Pause on that. But um, I mean, yeah, Mike. Yo, when he died, I sat around my crib for like the whole weekend like watching his videos in and out of tears like breaking down <laughs> i think i think it's different yeah. like you 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 feel certain ways about some of your quote unquote heroes some might be more out on the forefront i think we you know watch movies tv Listen, and all that kind of stuff I a think, little bit more than i don't know i don't even know who that person would be for me maybe rihanna um but that's for other reasons <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Stevie Wonder. There's, there's certain people I put up at that, that upper echelon of Style C would say. Shit, might be Style C. But my point is, I still can be objective when it comes to that person. Whoever that person is, like anybody that I'm a super fan of, I still have the ability to be objective. And I think that's what's missing a lot. Shout to Rob, right? Because I know Rob is listening. And I'm going to say this while he's not even on here, because if I, if I wait till while he's on here, he's not going to let me, you know, finish the thought. That's what we talk to you about all the time. You can be a fan of someone and still be objective. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, if yeah. he also mentions EJ, you shouldn't get as upset. Like, it is what it is. Like, I'm a huge Magic fan, so Magic will be up there for me, too. But, I, yo, he ain't perfect. Oh, yeah. yo, I, Why I, are you I, a fan I of EJ, jokes too. He get the jokes, too. Why does EJ have fans? He get the jokes, too. <laughs> I mean, Devin's going to defend. I, I don't think Dev will defend Eddie riding around picking up, like, women with, with, with penises. Like, I don't know if he's going to, you know. I know. We're talking about it all the time. time. I mean, I mean, if, that, if that's your thing, like, like, yeah, shout out to Mr. C. Like, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But I'm just saying, like, you, you have to. Uh, Yo, I don't I'm even defend his worst movies, even if I watch them every once in a while.
Like, yo, I know no, dog, my thing is, yo, Dev, listen, Dev straight up watches Eddie's worst and will tell you yeah. that. I just watch it. I tell you, it's terrible. I just why I'm committed. I'm a stand. <laughs> Eddie in it. Yo, but my, but yeah. my, my point is, you can like someone and still, and still, like, you know, talk about their flaws. You don't have to be 100% like, yo. And that includes, there's nobody on this earth that but I dude, agree with 100% of the time on we've everything. We've been doing that you can't, for 10 years. You can't. In the sports realm, we've been doing that for 10 years publicly. Like, and that's the thing. It depends on all right. Yeah, it depends on what time somebody tunes into our show. Like yeah. we could be talking oh. about somebody, and certain people are on listening. And I'm like, damn, these boys hate such and such. And then somebody else, somebody tunes else in tune in ten minutes later, and they're like, damn, they on this boy job. Like it's because yeah. <laughs> everybody has. Even if we're just talking about no. their game and their perspective sport, everybody has redeeming qualities. Everybody yeah. has. Yo, y'all brought up. Y'all brought up a, brought up a name, though. Y'all brought up a name. I, I ain't gonna lie, and, and I've asked for forgiveness, but I don't want Nick Wright to make it to the future. Yo. Not him. <laughs> yo, it's it's, it's like um, it's one His of the reasons, right? On social media, I can't be in like specific team groups, right? So let's say. Take any team, Broncos, Lakers, whatever it may be. Like especially back when Kobe was around. If I criticized Kobe's game, I was the biggest hater known to man. I'm like, yo, he did do that wrong. He should have passed this, but you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to criticize anyone that, that certain people are fans of because you're called a hater. Yo, you and saw the eyes like somebody got dumped on in front of the Staples Center the other night because he said F Kobe. Well, I mean, you shouldn't be saying F Kobe right now in front of the Staples Center. But you yeah. know what I'm saying? It, it still don't need to come to violence for some you that you didn't even know. Yeah. Rest in, rest in power to Bean, man. Bean a legend. Yeah. Rest in power, dog. Now, but B, you know what it is about Nick Wright? He's obnoxious with it. How are you obnoxious yeah. about being on somebody's job? That's like, that yeah. don't even go together. Like, like seriously, how yeah. are you, how are you like tough talk on somebody's job? Yeah. <laughs> my man, my man. My man, camped out. My man is permanently inside of LeBron's underwear drawer. He don't never leave but, but, the show from inside and, and before his we, underwear. Before we move on, I just want to bring up that, yo, Skip is the opposite of that, and he's just as bad, right? And, yeah, you know, yeah, would, yeah. Uh, shout, out to, um, shout out to DJ Willie G. Cause he See, but Skip's time, man. Reverse raw sexuals, man. He's a clown with it. You got... <laughs> Skip is a clown. <laughs> yeah, you got brown sexuals and reverse brown sexuals, and y'all both are y'all both are terrible. Like people that criticize and say anything, no matter what he does. My man had I mean, forty, twelve, same, and nine, and it was like, yo. And it's the same for any polarizing figure, sports or or any or anything else. Like you got people that are on the extreme opposite sides that are both equally annoying. Um. So just last question about um, this whole thing about LeBron and his legacy. Just asking you gentlemen, is there, like, whatever you thought about LeBron before this season, before these NBA finals, before winning a fourth title, like, since, the, you know, the night they hoisted the trophy, is there anything you think differently about LeBron's legacy? Because it seems to me like, you know how society now puts so much stock into actual titles, no matter how they won, no matter how many you win. So it seems like people are supposed to think differently 
as the count goes up. But but do you guys find yourself falling into that, or what you already thought LeBron was prior to that is the same that he is now? I don't yeah, think, I don't, I in, don't my, think, in my estimation, or the way I look at LeBron, mm-hmm. there's nothing that he can do at this point in his career that's going to move move from where I feel he belongs. And, again, I don't believe in a GOAT, but I do think he's at a table, and he's at the very head of the table with an elite few. Um, at this point, he's just adding on to his resume. I do think it's dope to see someone win a championship with every franchise that they've played with. I think that's an amazing feat. And be the leader of said team, you know, um, to be the MVP of three different finals teams. I think that's an amazing accomplishment. But it doesn't change how I see him as a player because I've already uh, he's already in rare air. No pun intended. Like he's he's just in rare air already. Like so, see, you see, can't really move at this point. Jim, like, There's nowhere else to go. Like I think there's merit in like a you know the like a, an article that that a Rob Parker writes on why certain people might feel the way they do about LeBron. But for me, at the same time, I think title or no title, LeBron James, the player, like would be on this level for me, regardless of title count. You know what I'm saying? I might be in the camp that doesn't fully respect how he went about doing that. But in today's sports, you you understand why they do that because the pressure that's been put on stars, superstars, because everybody's so enamored with titles. I mean, you literally have people running around here who will say out of their Robert Ory is better than Charles Barkley because he got rings. And, and, at, and at that yeah. point, and at that point, I realize where you are in life, so you should walk away. But if you punch <laughs> them in the face, I support you. But but I'm saying all that though, be to say you kind of understand why why players, you know, kind of fall to this pressure. You you even if you don't like it, you understand why LeBron did what he did, why he started moving teams, getting with the people he wanted to get with. Understand why Kevin Durant did what he did, even though that was even worse. (laughs) Because the pressure for these dudes is crazy because you got silly-ass people out here who will act like these dudes aren't legends, these dudes aren't Hall of Famers because they didn't want to rank. Like, Barkley is the butt of everybody's kids, and there are not 10, 15 players who's ever walked this earth Better than Charles Barkley, but they don't see yeah. him that way. No, just because you don't have a title, it's, so you kind of understand why they. Thing, but it's also a thing where like cultures change. Like I've heard a lot. I heard a number of great players in the past say, "Yo, you know, I was told that you try to stay with the team that drafted you, and 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 we didn't even think we could do that." So it's like once he did it, like that's just going to be the norm at this point because the whole he shifted culture when he made that move. And it's also looked at in somewhat like, yo, I'm taking my destiny to my own hands. Like, outside of whatever you want to think about it. From I know, and, and, that's, and that's how it be. But you know what? I think it snowballed into something that wasn't really the point when he did it. The point was, I need to win some titles. And then you get the people. I think it started from people that, you know, that defend Bron. Yeah, he's taking the history. You know, they try to make you feel bad. For for you know even even as a black person they try to make you feel bad for still thinking on a, a competitive type plane like you don't want to see a black dude controlling this and that 
So that's why I always have to preface when I'm talking about stuff like that. Shoot, as a black man, do what you got to do. Get your money to all of these dudes out there. As a competitor, because I think I, I think it's two different hats. I think it's two different sides of me that don't agree with each other. So that's why that's another point. Like, there's no way I'm going to ever agree 100 percent with anybody or disagree 100% with anybody if I can't agree 100% with my damn self. You can't agree with yourself. You really can't tell me I'm not objective. I can't agree with my damn self. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I'm, what I'm, I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, I might be crazy. It's, it's so. funny though, the, the greatest, I guess one of the greatest things about what happened with the whole decision and all that is how everybody's taking it because we all can watch the same thing and see something completely different. Because to me, it really had nothing to do with, like, y'all want to title. And I, to me, I felt like, first off, I felt like LeBron never had that thing with college where all the athletes get chased after. So the way he handled that with flying to New York and flying there, that was, to me, that looked like, okay, this is him getting recruited. Like, you know, he like he never really had that experience. He came straight to the league. And I really think he was – I wasn't uh, mad at that. I don't know how to put it. I mean, it. a lot of people are because they think they, he knew what he was doing from the door and was wasting people's time. Okay, yeah, waste their time from people. So to me, it's like to me, it was more of like the the AAUization of the game. It's like, yo, I could play with my homies. Like, all right, we might be able to win chips, but yo, I, I can get the, I can go play in Miami with D Wade, who like you know they, they call each other brother and all that. So I just yeah, look at it different. But at different. the same time, as a chip move, I also I also understand why people feel the way they feel. Um, and I do too. That's what I'm saying. So I, I just find understand it, every side of everything. Everything don't have to be. I'm taking a side. You can understand multiple points of yeah. of any topic. But in terms of your original question about his game and where where I see him, I don't think that it could actually get any higher. To me, he's already been, before even coming to L.A., to me, he was already in rare air with the Wilt Chamberlain, the Michael Jordan, like the guys, that the, the mythical guys. And I really and do also, feel like a lot of the, the, a lot of the hate no, that he gets say, is just like – For you, for people to understand what you're saying even more, they would have to read your book, Sports the Book, and see how you – Absolutely. You know your thoughts about all of this goat stuff. Like yeah, I'm, I'm, of God, I'm long yeah, tired of the conversations. I'm, I'm here with it, and in no particular order, whether it's one, two, three, four, five. At this point, with his career accolades mixed with his game, mixed with his impact, mixed with all of that, I think LeBron James is a top five. NBA player or a top five basketball player to ever walk the face of this earth. I know to millions of people out there, that's a disrespectful statement. Because if you ain't saying that LeBron is the greatest of all time, then you're, you're, you're slighting him or you're being disrespectful, which is crazy because how many millions of people on this earth have picked up a ball and at some point thought that they were serious about the game? So to be at that table, as Jimmy would say, come on, man. It really doesn't get I don't like making lists. I, I can agree. Person. If you were to press me, though, I can, if, you, if you're going to ask me, is LeBron the, the best player you've ever seen with your own, I would, I would say no. But it's not disrespectful. Like, the praise doesn't really get much higher than that, if it can get higher than that. I actually I like I like when people call, I like when the young boys I like when the young see to me it gets nasty when the old people start like like really going in and arguing and fighting with each other, but I like the fact that the newer generation has their goat like that's what it's about every generation I mean, has their every goat. generation I, 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 I,
I vividly remember having arguments with old heads about Wilt, and it didn't matter what anybody did after Wilt. Like, it was Wilt. It stopped there. Didn't care what Mike did. Mike could have won 12 rings. It wouldn't have mattered, right? So I also understand that, like, you know, it's been proven scientifically that everybody believes that their generation of music, art, sports, and culture is better than the next. Like, that, the that's funny the thing, though, Jim, so I, as we went through that. that Michael Jordan generation and they were winning, you know, six titles, three back-to-back, two times, I never, I swear to y'all, I never sat there one time like, yo, Michael Jordan is the best because they keep winning these rings. Of course, winning the championship is something, and it means something. It means a lot. But for me, Bull was ill enough because well, of what I he think, was doing I think, I think, I think, honestly, <laughs> that, that, boils down, that boils down to how you see and interpret the game of basketball. I don't even think that's a generational thing, though, Beth, because we appreciate, and I say we because I put myself in there, not, not to your extent, but we appreciate – the, the 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 athleticism, the skill, the ability, and the overall player, and understand that a chip is a team accomplishment. Now, in a five game, are you more vital to that than say an eleven v eleven game? Of course, of course you are. But you can be. I would say you can be great and not have a chip. I don't think you can be the greatest and not have no, a chip. No, I don't. I understand it. But I think I you can definitely be great. Like, I think guys, I go, and y'all, y'all hit me with the, here you go. But, like, guys like like like, like Mitch Richmond. Yo, Mitch Richmond, in his own time, yo, he, he was a great two-guard. He was a great no, two-guard. I, I, I'm you thinking know? about that because it's just one of those other things. Well, like, I, was like, I understand that, and I, and I was thinking I agreed. But then, at the same time, okay, we like, maybe not the greatest of all, but there's still some thoughts in my head that somebody like Charles Barkley could possibly be the greatest power forward of all time if we're talking positional. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, but, you know what? I, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, that's, when, that's I'm not the Philly right bias. one to support you. I'm not. Yeah, I'm about to say. No, but not, he was I still in really, Phoenix. <laughs> I, su- I support that, but that's also biased because of how we feel about Chuck. For me, anyway. Yeah. We we say that, but like, what like? What is there? What's the negative? I'll put it this way. this way. Besides the fact can, that he I doesn't have it. a championship, what's the negative in that? You look at numbers. Right, so these dudes that we consider that his numbers are better than. We look at. I mean, here's my thing. Carrying a team that, like what he not, did was way more of a carry than somebody like a Tim Duncan. I don't know. Well, he never all I'm saying is this: the guys that the guys that you would put up there with him is probably going to be Carl Malone, uh, Tim Duncan. Um, some people might put a stretch and say KG. I mean, KG know, who knows who you put up there? I mean, at this point, Anthony Davis might be the best power forward whatever. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm I'm um, different because for me, if it ain't Chuck, it's KG. <laughs> yeah, nah. I, I was, hold up, so you hold up, so you just going to ignore Tim Chuck. Duncan though? No, I'm not gonna ignore him. Did you put those names up there? If we if we moving over to the power forward table of guys, Tim Duncan, KG, Chuck, Carl Malone, and like you said, AD will probably join that party. I'm not mad game. at whichever of those dudes you pick. I'm not mad at you. Uh, let me ask you a question, then. Let me ask you a question, right? All right so you know you know what their skill sets are at their at their absolute peak and all that. 
let's say we throw them in the draft and you get to draft them. You know what I'm saying? Who are you drafting? Number one. And th- those those are your choices. All the power forward. You drafting Barkley ahead of them? You still got AD here. If I'm drafting, I'm drafting KG. KG or AD? I'm drafting KG. KG. I'm drafting KG, but AD is a mix. Like, then I got to think about that. Like, I would, like, I'm not used to I mean, but that, to me, that says something, too, though. To me, that says something. <laughs> I'm right? not used so to him being in, You know what their skill sets are, what they do. To me, that says something, that you would take KG ahead of Barkley. I would take I would take either KG or if we're if we're including AD it's between KG and AD in the track. That's not even a question. Man. First of all, to, uh, yo, shout to, to Survive. Cause I'm gonna get at you later. Cause Tim Duncan <laughs> people they hate when yo they they hate when you bring KG up. Most Tim Duncan folks don't even think KG's on the same like planet as Tim Duncan. Um, the folks I know that love Tim Duncan they don't even think KG should be mentioned with him. But you don't think anybody from that era should be mentioned. I don't think Kobe should be mentioned. Nobody should be mentioned. Tim. See, but that's the thing. To that point, though, to that point, though, Dev, to that point. I'm not allowed to have a different opinion than um, even even if you talk about a magic or a bird or Isaiah, all these other guys who are the, the gods of the game, like he's the next closest thing in terms of like recognition and, and brand that Jordan. Which is why I was joking earlier in the group chat. I was like, "Yo, everybody arguing who's the goat. The real goat is Nike because Nike share price went up with Mike and Nike share price went up with Brian. They won. Like they're the true winners. They, they won. Like, and they're, 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 they're and then the they broke Converse." So they got Magic Bird. Yeah. <laughs> they got everybody. They got Magic but, Bird, you know, Doc, all of them. They're, they're, they're the true the winners. Draft like, they they are the GOAT. When you throw draft in there, then it's, for me, when I think about that, it's not just about game. It, your attributes start to come into that, like size, how well you move, all that kind of stuff. So we could say if if I was forced to, you know, be listing people in order, I, I would say, okay, LeBron isn't the greatest player that I've ever seen in my life. But if you ask me about a draft, then I would have to seriously consider taking LeBron first, no matter who we talking about. We talking about Kareem. So if you Jordan, threw every player, if you if you threw every player in, right, and 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 we get to play with them at their absolute prime, you threw every player to ever play basketball. Like, who would I take number one? It wouldn't be Mike or Bron, to be honest with you. I'm taking Will yeah. over everybody. Will, <laughs> I'm taking Will. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was Will. Yeah. See, but it, it's also for me. When do you ask this question? Because the game changed right. so much. You know what I'm saying? If you're asking the question now, then you know I'm gonna have to take somebody. And and this is not a knock to Wilt because Wilt is the anomaly. Like Wilt is the closest thing to back then to being able to move like these players. Wilt wasn't no big slew footed. Center, oh, right? yeah. not at all. Yeah, he wasn't them, them dudes. No Wilt human being should this, be able to era. do that. So he would definitely have to be taken under consideration. He would definitely listen. Will Chamberlain shot three point three on shot. your big board. What are we talking about here? <laughs> but yeah, and that's the thing. Like, there's so many misconceptions about him and who he played against, and you can't convince people of anything. Even people who refuse to do the research, like they'll just say that, just repeat. Some silliness, and it's law to them. You can show them whatever. You can oh. give them. 
you can give them stuff to research, stuff to watch, stuff to read. Yo, they're not going to do Will it. Chamberlain was an Olympic level track athlete. He ran into <laughs> pin relays, cause like yo, polo. this they say it's the greatest polo player of all time. I don't even know how to play polo. <laughs> yo, he's the greatest polo player of all time. The man was a high jumper. Like his athletic prowess is just like yo, it's it's, it's next level. And then you right. put that into the game of basketball. That's why he 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 did Trent? dominate because he was he was thing, like, we're, now back then. But anyway, going to do that in pretty much any era. Of course, now when weightlifting is a big part of the game, it's going to be the, the place where, as far as strength goes, he's going to be with his greatest peers strength-wise. No, but strength-wise. I hate when they try to take away from him because he was shoulders better than everybody else. It didn't mean everybody else was garbage. And that whole, you know, the first thing that people do to dismiss it, oh, we'll play against five-foot-five white boys. That couldn't be any more false. We'll on a nightly basis, went up against more seven footers than Shaq did. <laughs> but Yo, not, I Bull ran a ten. Bull ran a ten four in hundred meters. I'm done. Ain't none of them big dudes doing that. Yo, <laughs> yo, I think none of them. I got. I, I I literally keep the list in my phone so when people say dumb stuff, I just we copy both do. We got notes that we keep, so we don't have to have this conversation. We just go post it. Bloop. Here you go. <laughs> we got a list of like twenty seven foot of twenty dudes like six ten, six eleven and up that Wilt played against throughout his whole career. And people just facts don't matter, man. Matter people with people regurgitate with Because then, then like, what, it, what it goes down to even though there's like but I, at I least think that's a, seven Hall of Fame big men on that list, they'll take a name because they oh. never heard of him. Oh, he was probably oh, he was a bum. Who is he? I don't know, but he was a bum. Please, yeah, somebody tried to tell me that Nate Thurman was a bum. I'm like, okay, but yo, come anyway, on, listen. Um, on, I, I, I find I find that I find that interesting. Like when you start to talk about, okay, now throw them all in a draft because that changes everything. Because Dr. J probably won't even get drafted. Um, <laughs> yeah. When you start talking about, <laughs> yo, oh, and that's no shit. Who's the doc, man? Doc's that guy, man. You don't need yeah, a left to get drafted. <laughs> I'm just saying, like when you when you when you start to take it that way, like forget, you know you're not looking at their legacies or what they did. You're looking like, yo, you know their skill set. Throw them all in the draft. Who do you take? I think that's an interesting way of looking at each position because I think that changes everything. It is though, but at the same time, like I said, you have to be, of course, in that. If we did that, of course, you would have to be a great. But at the same time, like I said, your attributes go into that because. Even just on a regular draft day, dudes like Tim Thomas got picked up early for a reason. Now, he's not going to get drafted in any of this because he had the attributes, but he didn't become great. But your attributes, if if everything's in there, if everybody's at this table of gods, your attributes is going to be what takes you over the top. And, like, dudes now are just different. Like I said, minus Wilt, dudes now are just different. So I think it would be... It yeah. will probably be top heavy with current, or or you know just the, the, this era and maybe the era previous, whatever. I don't even know what counts as an era these days. Like, is there a certain amount of years to it? An era is kind of like a generation, right? You don't really have dates. Twenty. On this I would go twenty. I'd say twenty. Twenty. Years. No, I mean because people overlap so much. Because some people be like, 
All right, they really were only in the league maybe seven years apart, but are they really in the same generation? You know what I'm saying? Like Kobe and LeBron, are they in the same era? Or is Kobe like a bridge no. between the, the 80s, 90s guys and the 2000, two, you know, 2010 guys? So that's the hard I mean, part about According it. to my timeline, Kobe and Tim Duncan exist. It, was, it, was, it went from Mike to Brian. Like, right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, know. Kobe and Tim Duncan get forgotten about. Shaq played in so many de- goddamn decades. Like, <laughs> he still can't be for, he, he was still early 90s. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody playing more decades than Vince Carter, though. <laughs> yo, all I'm saying is this, yo. Just wait till Imani Bates pulls up, and he's going to make y'all forget about Brian and <laughs> the Armani Bates, uh, Armani Bates are high. Then they gonna have. Oh no! No, protect, protect, Armani Bates gonna be a thirty for thirty. He gonna, he gonna, he gonna do a life bid for murking somebody out of anger by mistake. So, you know, we like Len Bias was gonna make y'all forget about a whole lot of things. And then yo, what how you win high school player of the year as a freshman though? Yo, Armani Bates going, Armani Bates. <laughs> I don't know why he's so angry, Jim. But we're going to be talking about no him. I like, why the young man is so angry. ESPN going to be like, what are you on doing now in high school basketball? I, I forget that he can't even, like, he, he's nowhere near even getting to college yet because he's dominating right. at that level. But um, so, I think ESPN going to be interviewing him, Jim, for a 30 for 30 from Solitary. And, um, <laughs> like, where'd it go wrong? I was just always so mad. I'm just Walter mad. getting yams that smell like baby powder. He ain't even. He ain't nowhere near. Yo, <laughs> baby powder yams. All right, because I, I know Tobias on the line cursing me out like it's my fault. But real quick, quote of the week, man. <laughs> we gotta take it an oldie but goodie. Quote: If if the Lakers trade my son, they'll never get a championship. LeBron without Lonzo is not going to win a championship in LA. <laughs> I guarantee that. Never lost, Levar Ball. That didn't age too well. No. A lot of Levar's quotes don't age too well because I don't really Shout think Levar means the stuff he says. He's just got big baller. Say stuff to stay in the news cycle. But the other thing, before we bring uh, before we bring Tobias on, we got to check his temperature because you know them Alabama cats. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Somebody go get the yeah, see if he got the COVID forehead thermometer, John. Um, but yeah, that didn't age too well. But like I said, nothing Lavar says is gonna age too well. Um, except for all my sons gonna be in the league because Jello gonna make it one day. I swear to y'all, Jello gonna make it. <laughs> but that might not age too well either. Um, stat of the week got two of them real quick. Anthony Davis, who just won his first NBA title, is the first player to win an NBA title, NCAA title, Olympics gold medal, and a FIBA World Cup gold medal. Um, in one career. So shout out to AD for that. Like, and you think about it, like, damn, I guess like Ron, Kevin Durant, all of them dudes, I guess they never, they didn't play in the FIBA World Cup. I think they'd be doing the little dream team format just for the Olympics and then Team USA or just send somebody to the World Cup. I guess that's it. I don't. I don't really know. Yeah. What no. 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 You're right. They. Or, no. Or, they would send us. They send us to the World Cup. Those players. Don't care. Put more stock into the Olympics, and they don't 
bother with that other stuff. Yeah, nobody either, cares. Yeah, either one. I mean, the, the world would be caring about the World Cup. America, for some reason, be caring about the Olympics. I think the World Cup are, are definitely more, more important, important, especially in soccer or football, um, than anything else. Uh, second stat, <laughs> Carson Wentz has nine interceptions this season on 195 attempts. Aaron Rodgers has nine interceptions since week three of 2017 <laughs> on 1,442 <laughs> attempts. Um, I thought this was funny. That's why I put it up there. It's it's like one of those memes, like, ah, that's, that's hot. We all know it's a lot of context to it. Um, it's not much context to the fact that Carson Wentz is struggling. Context. Man, like trash context right now. Is, the, the context is one is the God MC. Another guy's going to be pretty pretty good. Right. I mean, but we've also talked about on this show, even though his interception numbers are low, we also do know that Aaron Rodgers will do certain things to make sure he don't throw interceptions, even if, you know, the team, the coach, or somebody else is like, okay, I needed you to try to throw that. Aaron Rodgers not really trying to mess up his stats. But 442 attempts week three of 2017, that – that's that's crazy no matter how you slice it. But in defense of my Eagle brethren, um, how many chips he got since week three of 2017? Because though Carson didn't get to play in the playoffs in the Super Bowl, if you're an Eagles fan and you think that that 2018 Super Bowl would have happened without the exploits of one Mr. Carson Wentz during the season, then you're delusional. I know he's playing like trash right now, but you got to be able mm-hmm. to separate. This, this- but my question is, does Carson count himself as having a bowl? Like when he, when he, when his legacy talks about he's not got one bowl? I don't think nah, players, not that type of players are silly. But like I said, I, I call it silly because it takes so much in a season to do that kind of stuff. Like for you not to count it just because you weren't in the actual playoff games, I, I think it's silly because, you know, how do you play to get up to that was a lot of I mean, big part of the reason no, they were the number one team. I understand your yeah, I'm talking about the players. A lot of players were like, man, I ain't got no ball. Um, yeah, I wonder how he about a, that. That's the word. This ain't nothing but a, a, a got Jim Hotstetler, Phil Simms story. Uh, 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 what's the man? My man, Doug Williams. Um, you know, all of those dudes came in during the playoff run, did what they had to do to keep a good team afloat. You know, Nick Nick Foles is my no. hero, but you'd be silly that. To, to I just that. want to bring something up though, real quick. Because um, <laughs> Tobias just Tobias just text that the stat of the week is how long we had him on hold. <laughs> how many minutes is that? <laughs> um. All right, let's let's go let's go to the phone lines now for Tobias kill one of y'all. <laughs> We're going to Tobias in Arizona. Roll damn tide. Hey, roll down, well, Hey, I still say that's a false test. I say check that again. But anyway, you know what they said Saban had it, right? That the line changed by three and a half points. I'm like, damn, how important the coach is. And no, damn, Alabama is an honorable, clean program, and Saban will not do any shenanigans on Sunday. I mean, on Saturday, that is. Maybe correct that. He has a Sunday-type program. And, uh, are they, and like are I they said, because if I'm Alabama, there's no way 
if he is that important to us, there's no way I'm not running a raw feed into his estate. Um, there's no way that somebody on the sideline is not going to have on some AirPods listening to instructions from Saban watching this raw feed. Do you want, do you want him cussing you out in them AirPods for four hours? Hey, uh, who ought to be that guy? Do that. If somebody is hey, so like, hey. job to do that. <laughs> hey, we're not talking, about talking about somebody who takes it every week, probably. <laughs> hey, y'all talk about being objective. I've been objective about that trash-ass defense last week. I felt like KG about dropping the end ball. Trash-ass defense. You know, but uh, – <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I heard you had you to got, get there, though, because you was touting that defense. That defense is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, man. Hey, so I was – Hey, I, I was I was uh bamboozled, you know. Yeah. But to like these like y'all talk about LeBron and stuff. The one thing I would say about LeBron, he keeps like there's a lot of context, right? And people don't go over that. They said, well, he did it with three teams. Yeah, but LeBron is probably the greatest opportunist in NBA history, in mercenary. Not knocking it, but it's just what it is because a lot of the great Brown is the wolf. He come in and yeah, because I use come in with his I use, Yeah, and I use magic as an example. Being the great, they won titles with one group and they retool and they may win another or at least get them. The most underrated season in NBA history is that Magic Johnson ninety one. When they retooled, they took that Lakers team to the finals. They had a run and they, you know, retooled and they got there. Golden State's gonna retool. The Bulls did after the first three peaks. Many teams do that. Ron said, hey, man, this dude turned an ankle. I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he finds an ankle. It ain't like he is a rebuild project. This is why uh, I asked uh, hey, me and Jimmy the question. smart to me. Because I think Bron I ain't is, knocking it. I think Bron is one of the top all-time greats, no matter how you slice it. Um, the whole thing with Miami, you know, even if it, if it was AAU culture, like Jimmy said, and he just wanted to play with his friends, no matter what it was, I thought, LeBron, like I, I had, I held him in such high regard. Like people who did, people who wanted him to fail at that time were like, oh, see, every time they lost in the playoffs, see, he this, he that, blah, blah, blah. But that was the pressure that was going to come. That's the pressure that comes mm-hmm. with anybody who gets that kind of high praise, you know, before they've proven anything. He's lived up to every ounce of the hype plus a hundred times more. I never had a doubt that he was going to win the title in Cleveland. I'm not one of those people like the last year he was there, they were the number one seed in the league, not just in the Eastern conference. They were the number one seed in the league. Okay. You go and they don't get it done. Like I kind of think it's an excuse. And I, I kind of think it's excuses for people after the fact, because they were the favorites. And I know people who were LeBron stands back then, you know, everybody they picked up, it was great. They picked up, uh, uh, B, remember Shaq. we used to talk on email every day with the biggest, one of the biggest mm-hmm. Brian stands. They, they used to pick up, yeah, they picked when up, they picked Booby, up Booby the Gibson. The boy yeah. from North Carolina, Antoine Jameson. People, oh, yeah. that's, Antoine that's, Jameson. that's the piece. Antoine is going to be great next to LeBron. Antoine went there and didn't play that well. They didn't live up to what the team was supposed to do. And now all of a sudden the roster is trash. And they blame Antoine. And Cleveland is not doing anything to get LeBron. The only thing you, I really you know blame Cleveland for is not pulling the trigger on AJ Hicks to, to get um, stat. Like they they, they blew that one. Like I don't know what you they know, you thought what? they saw in JJ Hicks because I never saw it. They thought 
but you know what though? What Bam turned into, JJ was never that good. And one thing that people miss about those first three teams, through, man. it's about through. matchups. It's like this Milwaukee team. They didn't match up with Miami. They would have beaten Boston, but they didn't match up with Miami. Just like those Cleveland teams did not for bad match. The Dwight Howard Orlando Magic was a bad matchup for those Cleveland teams. So it's just they fought with a made to the finals if they didn't run up on that team. It's just sometimes it's matchups, but but watching this series, right? One, I'm kind of happy for the Easter Island statue, aka Rondo. Uh, it looks like an Easter Island statue. I don't care nobody says. Uh, because they, because they crapped on him. The same Nick Wright who be has a LeBron blow up dog said he shouldn't start Rondo. He shouldn't get minutes. Who was the most, one of the most important players in that series? Rondo, because he's smart. He handles the ball. He gives LeBron time off on handling the rock. And he did a yeah, damn good yeah, job. Listen, listen, people, because Rondo, the things he does aren't glamorous in the regular yeah. season. I don't. I think it goes underappreciated. Plus, he's not playoff Rondo. He just chilling, but in the playoffs it gets magnified, and you realize how important, how vital what he is and what he does. So, uh, somebody like Nick Wright, Nick Wright is just—he is able to intelligently dick ride, right? So what he's doing, if it's not involved in blowing that dollar, he really—he don't understand the game. Everything he sees is in terms of LeBron, period. No, this is why I just want to say real quick that basically Nick Wright, what I hear y'all saying is I do think he knows the game, but he's willing to surpass all that and and be a clown for somebody. Yeah. Tobias, it sounds to me like what you're saying that LeBron is a Hall of Fame player, but also a Hall of Fame GM. So it sounds like (laughs) he should be in the Hall of Fame with the GM as well as the player. Hey, because if that car, he sees those teams, oh, man, Cleveland got LeBron. We can get rid of Wiggins. But, hey, that should put him in the Hall of Fame right there, getting rid of Wiggins. In the to- hey, in notorious DMP, a.k.a. Anthony Bennett, uh, get rid of those two, bro. <laughs> you can't, you can't <laughs> deny what Jimmy just said. You can't deny what Jimmy just said, even if you don't like LeBron. You can't deny yeah, that. Because, because, like, he, because he knows what was over with the Lakers. the organization, the, the math and money guys make it work. What you gonna do? <laughs> I and said plus, make it work. And, and, and like, and one, and one thing, even though we know Dan Gilbert is Trump in a uh, in an NBA owner's chair, they did spend money and make every move they could to appease LeBron at last run in Cleveland, and uh, and it just didn't work out because they had all the older guys and a lot of specialists. But hey, they did try. That was always over the cap by the one of wider margins. First time, but the first time yeah. it was before LeBron. Turn the league upside down and they did tried. what he did. I, I, I bet you after that, people was like, "Oh snap! If we knew we could have done that, <laughs> like, yeah. like all right. why didn't you just call yeah. Dwayne up and call them dudes up and let them come up here?" But yeah, or, 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 or trade for Bosh should be like, "Hey, we leave, we leave. Hey, we did the right thing." And, and you know, and, and, I, and I, it's so hard to compare errors because I just like say errors, but how the game is played now, it's, it's totally yeah. different, and I think people don't get that, like. Let's say, like, and I hate it, like, how my cousin, he's 26, he loves Bron, right? I, I I always say Savannah better watch out when he wants to hang out with Bron, you know, guys. That's all I got to say. He he may be Gillum to Bron. That's what he, how he much he loves Bron. Uh, I call him Andrew Gillum. But, uh, 
you know, but I told, but, but Savannah, he's like. Savannah better, Savannah better check her brakes anytime Shannon Sharp and Nick Wright is around. You ain't lying. They always talk about, oh, like, like they say about Will. They say, well, Jordan played against a bunch of plumbers. I'm like, you know, a lot of these guys were still, you know, pretty good players. And even though the great centers weren't Eric Montreal's a big cut, Jerry's athleticism. Akeem Olajuwon was so great, he got drafted ahead of Jordan, and everybody said, oh, I can see that, <laughs> you know. No, we also do, we as in society, or we as in people who have this conversation, not us. Any white player is getting disrespected. You know what I mean? Right? We go, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll, put, we'll put pictures of Jordan being guarded by any white player back then. The crazy part about it is most of these players that they put up, like, was Dan nice. Marley. But they white. Dan Marley's so all defense player. Was Jordan played against. And I'm sitting here like, yo, I used to watch the dude. Ball was nice. But, but hold up, but hold up, but hold up. As long as they but, white. But, but, but we got a fat dude for the Nuggets cooking everybody. And Luca, who ain't seen a gym ever, cooking everybody too. So it's going to kill me because people don't bring that up. It's just like great players, good players, good players, wherever. And, uh, but one thing, like y'all was talking about, like uh, earlier with the Ice Cube thing, and I made people mad on my page. I, I didn't even find Zinger. Garrett help you out, Dev and York. But uh, <laughs> you know, but I'm hearing that hair group. She gonna clear the whole page out. They gonna ban her. <laughs> but ban her from the group. I, I hear all these folks mad at Ice Cube. Like the Big Three. The Big Three was pop was profitable. It employed former players. Who still got some star power left? You know, got him a chance to get some run. It employed those people. Black he players. It's conditioning. Oh, it's conditioning, Tobias, oh, because if the NBA makes a big three, the same people that are saying that gonna be all over it, man. Oh, man, it gets I, better. My that my my quote of the day. They did a number on us. <laughs> it, it did. It, it gets better, right? It gets no, better, man, right? He was, like, come on. He was <laughs> the only guy in NBA who was about that paper. And challenge the Jewish guy, Jimmy uh, Heller. But here's the other thing. The same black folks mad at, at IQ are the same ones who gave Kamala Harris saying she's not going to do anything specifically for black people. Uh, and, but black folks are holding her up like, like that monkey did Simba Lion King with her white husband. Yeah. Well, Ice Cube got his black wife. I ain't heard of Pete. He empowered his kid, and he's trying to do things. You don't have no, to, it's not Tobias, about life and Trump, Tobias, it's about business. To, but Tobias, they're mad. They are mad at this brother for who decided to listen to him. We know that. Come on. Nobody trusts him. And, and Ice Cube has expressed that he don't trust anybody. But he's trying to put that in front of anybody who's in power. People think, I mean, a lot of people, they think, <laughs> whatever. on Bell, Yep. Boom! Oh, this, Jim, you forgot this. Uh, this is Tobias' show. This is his segment. I know. I, know. I just want to press. I, I just want to press the button for him. Yeah. Jim is his Tobias producer. Drop the news. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tobias. Let us know what what broke. So, so somehow the Chiefs, the Chiefs got stronger. Tom uh, Brady's game. But go ahead. Chiefs get stronger, and 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 they ain't got to pay for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> they just but, but they built know, the wall and, and the Jets gonna pay for it. Shout out to Mexico. Yeah, but you know but the part with cute that kills me is like this like y'all said it's programming. And it's like 
And I also said, y'all, y'all demanded nothing of Obama except cool pictures with the black, only black woman he ever dated. Because he married those, one of the white women he really wanted to marry, y'all want to holler at him. And he don't do nothing for nobody and talk down to us, but no. y'all love him. No, no, but it, it's crazy, level, though, man. The level, it's, the like, level, the level, the level, the level, the level, the not at all. No, Trump tried to divide and oh. conquer us and, and listen to his proposal. Trump's smart. <laughs> hey. No. It's crazy. Tobias, the level the level the level you talking on, the, the the black folks that are even listening won't get it and won't understand why you keep bringing up that this one or that one has a black wife versus the other one having someone other. They don't understand black love is the ultimate silver bullet for white supremacy. So you got that context has to be provided. Mm-hmm. They, they don't, they don't, that, that, what you're saying, why does he keep bringing that up? Why would, the, so that level, that is even proof of, you know, what, what, what Ice Cube is about. But y'all don't have me though. And Jamel Hill could, could uh, kick rocks herself. She ain't nothing but a Democratic shield. Oh, she's one of those people that's oh, Donald Trump's racist, y'all racist. Okay, that's nice. But yet, what about Kamala Harris? What about Joe Biden and his policies and things he said? Neither one of them care about the number one so, issue because of black people, so, black so people. So the argument, the argument there is always going to be, well, it's about the lesser of two evils. The lesser of two e- the lesser of two evil argument will come out. Well, here's the problem. Here's, here's the problem. Dark side or apocalypse. Both of them are still evil. You just switch one how you like it. Uh, both of them are going to wipe you out. And, uh, and see, what my whole point is, I, I'll let y'all go because, you know, Deb and Jimmy took all my time earlier. Uh, <laughs> you know? Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. But see, people don't realize. If they don't care about the number one issue that's social economics for us, economy, because I will ask any of those people who's mad at Ice Cube, would you go to your job right now? They say, hey, it's come in, and we'll talk about your salary later, your PTO days later, after you come to work. We'll talk about that later. Y'all ain't coming. A long time ago. They don't really care yeah, about that. Yeah, but, but you guys have a good one, man. Thanks for taking my call. And, and, <laughs> and, if, and if Georgia beat and if Georgia beats Alabama, I have my alibi, baby. Woo! Roll time, baby. <laughs> and tune back in next week for the Tobias Bixby Show. <laughs> um, <laughs> did a number on us, man. All right. So um, before we go back to the phone lines, um, some more stuff in the NBA. Daryl Morey. Steps down as GM of the Houston Rockets. Ty Lu signs a five-year deal to coach the Los Angeles Clippers. This whole Daryl Morey thing is interesting to me because, like, like I said, he wasn't fired. He was he he stepped down. Um, I don't know what that means. You know, a lot of times we do think like they let some of these guys save face. They let them step down or they mutually part ways. But I don't. I don't even view it like that. Like I, I think he probably really did step down. But to me, it kind of looked like he he quit because they were supposed to. You know, the Rockets were supposed to have won a title or two um, in that tenure, 
This dude is like the father of NBA analytics. And he kind of changed the league. I think the league looks the way it does a lot because of what Daryl Morey did in Houston in his first year. Crazy thing about this, we spoke about matchups earlier. The whole, it seemed like their whole strategy was to match up with the Golden State Warriors. They took what the Warriors were and went really extreme with it. It didn't work. They got close a couple of times. A lot of people think they may have been a Chris Paul, you know, hamstring injury away um, in that game seven from beating them that one time. Ultimately, it didn't work. And after it didn't work, other teams started to climb up that ladder and now have surpassed the Houston Rockets. So at this point, he's blown the, the, the whole roster up to like a 6-6 six, six and under league. And now that it, they, they have the roster in that shape, they fired a coach. And then he bolts on them. So, mm-hmm. it's, to me, it's kind of like, okay, you were, you were quote-unquote brilliant at first. You took things to the extreme. Now you're leaving this team kind of in room. It, it, it reminds me of Chip Curry a little. Great perspective. Great perspective. I compare, I compare what he did and the extremes that he went to in, in concocting that roster and bringing that – terrible coach in. Well, he's not really terrible, but, you know, I, I compare that to what I see in the NFL with pass the ball 57 times a game, right? But then running de- a running team still ends up going deep in the playoffs or winning the Super Bowl. A conventional team. So, for as much as we talk about they're legislating the big man out, they're legislating post-game out, I still feel like fundamental classic basketball has a place in the world in counter to what Daryl Morey and Antoni had going in Houston. And even when you analyze even when you analyze Golden State, what we think they are based on the Splash Brothers and what they really are and how they really win is two different things. So it's funny, does, is there a shift back? Does the pendulum swing back towards normalcy or are we permanently impacted by Daryl Morey and him trotting out a 6'5 dude at center uh, PJ, PJ Tucker at center and power forward like how, yeah, how does that how, I, I, think I think people will play quote unquote yeah, small I, ball but nobody's going to take it to his extreme that, that was just the extreme but the fact of the matter is the big man has been legislated out because even if you have big men like you know looking at the finals there's still big guys that stretch the floor and shoot the long ball. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's not like you have big guys that are in there playing with their back to the basket. That just doesn't exist. It has been legislated out. It, and, um, and the thing is, Jim, every, the type of big man that you can play, it depends on the matchup. Like JaVale McGee was key in the Lakers' run, and then by the time they got to the conference finals, JaVale McGee never showed up again <laughs> because he didn't yeah. match up with the, you know, the teams that they were playing in these series. Dwight Howard stepped into that role, and even he couldn't get big minutes. Even as a starter, he couldn't get big minutes because of the matchups and how everybody else plays it. So it's crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, but the thing about it is, from my understanding, um, you know, at least what the streets are saying, that he's already been made multiple offers. Like, Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think he'll 
be on the streets long. Uh, the main thing is, I think he's a he's a dude that can turn around a franchise. He can turn around and build. Um, once you get there, you know it's it's a it's a toss up. Like winning is the heart is the hardest part. But I but I definitely know that he can turn around a franchise. And like I said, even him, I don't think he would even go as extreme as he did this last season in Houston in a rebuild anywhere else. So he'll get a job. He'll be he, – he has the track. I man. Only one, the thing I is, Sam Hinkie was from history. Winning. Sam Hinkie was from history, but Sam Hinkie didn't have the name and the track record to be able to do what he did in Philly and then get another job right away. Maury has the track record, even though Listen. they think the name. <laughs> But the thing is, though, a lot of it has nothing really to do with the size of the player. It's, it's analytics, and it, it, it's what the data says, but they just found themselves in a situation where, you know, um, based upon trying to make certain roster moves to pay for certain salaries, because, you know, they, they they had size at one point. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, again, it is what it is. Only one team wins the title every year, man. My man had a And even the rim even talk I saw of. I, I think they're raining on the top of short like leprechauns, Jim. <laughs> now, Yo, they, I, there's, even, there's even talk of him coming to Philly. Um, and they said not to replace Brand, but to, to, to give him a job above Brand. And Brand is, I, who knows what's going to happen, man, because from my understanding, it's not, it's, there's a lot of teams that are on his <laughs> mind already. Yeah, no, that, that was the word. That was like I saw a couple couple different outlets say that. That was tough. But, you know, sometimes with these media outlets, they be writing what they want to happen, and like so you click exactly. on an article, the headline exactly. will say one thing. Exactly. Yo, they be they be putting stuff out there. Like let me put this out there, and I guess mm-hmm. the team's probably watching. Like let's see what kind of traction this get. Or oh, the fans like it. Let's 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 actually do that. I care. Should I should see if we should call him for real? Um, yo, no, but I, so I, I always believe that, I don't, I don't look at that the Brandon. teams right. The teams be calling their favorite media contacts. Like yo, put this out there in the article, so we can see what how what the response is. Right. Yeah, I I never looked at them. I don't think they respect Brand, you know, to the point where he's not the GM where they're gonna say, "All right, here's the keys to the car. Do what you want with it." He 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 doesn't have that kind of position in in Philly yet. Um, you gotta sure you gotta go is. ask permission. Yeah, he, he he gotta ask mom and dad if he can hold the car tonight. Um, hey, listen, my man is the fan. It's cool though. He getting a check. He getting a check and experience. Oh yeah, no, that's 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 definitely. But we still want to see him get the same kind of respect that you know these other dudes are getting as GMs. But at the same yeah, he time, like, he really hasn't proven to me yet that that I, I would be comfortable as a fan with him having full autonomy, like my man and um uh, and Marcus Graham's team, Toronto, full autonomy. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get that. They're gonna give him a. They're gonna. His brain gonna go somewhere and get full autonomy and put nothing but Duke players on his team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So shout out to Ty Lue for the, the Clippers job. He got a five year contract. Um, real quick, and I just want to ask y'all about Dak's injury. We all saw that it was nasty. Um, it was one of those things. Like on the play, he was taking on defender. And it just didn't end up well for that. He was sitting there, it looked like his sheet came off, and it really didn't. It looked like it was still in it, but it points another direction. 
what does this mean for the Cowboys? What does it mean for Dak, who we know for the past season and a half has been in contract talks? Who's been in contract talks? Yo, with the Cowboys, and he, you know, stepped into this season without a long-term deal. What is his future going to look like with the Cowboys? And what's the Cowboys' season going to look like without that? Uh, I mean, they're one good thing more, is they're they, more dangerous. They're a more dangerous team because now they're actually going to use Ezekiel Elliott, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna hand the ball off to him, which gives them balance, which keeps that terrible defense off of the field more so than passing. See what they were gonna end up doing with Dak was they were gonna pass their way out of the league, like they were gonna, they were literally going to. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that though. Dak was having a Dak was having if they're in balance had anything to do with that. They kept getting behind early in games. So they kind of had to it was their defense. You don't have to, but their problem wasn't court their problem wasn't quarterback. Let's put it that way. That that Dak no, was no, turning Jimmy, I was, Let's I, wasn't put it. Saying, I wasn't saying it I wasn't saying it was. Dak was playing incredible. I'm not no, he was but, talking about their imbalance. But I think their imbalance was No, no, I know, but I'm talking about you historically have said that the ball can't play quarterback. All I'm saying is the ball the ball is was on a trajectory to being one of the best quarterbacks in the league. No, 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 not after four games. He wasn't, I'm not games. even talking about it after four games. I'm talking about, I'm talking about last season. I'm talking about last season coming into the season. He had a great season last season. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're the credit, credit, but the fact, the, the fact is the ball, the ball can play football. It's, it's a messed up situation because, of, to me, it's the business part of it. It's not really the football part of it. It's the business part of it. Like, you know, we we know what he was trying to you know get the deal done in the off season never got the deal done then this happens and it's also unfortunate for my fantasy team because I was <laughs> cooking this year I start, I started my season out with Dak and Christian McCaffrey was running through people oh, oh and, that's your allegiance and as Dak. A, I got and you that, as a, as of right now I don't have Dak or Christian McCaffrey so <laughs> so yeah, that's tough yo that's tough. Know. anyway um, yeah. Yeah, so Dak is an empty he's an empty calories kind of guy. And so because you're a you're Damn. a fantasy guy, you, you salute you salute those empty calories because in fantasy that still helps. You still win. But when you're uh, throwing for I watch the game yards, too though, B. You throw it. I watch the okay, game so too, if they're and, down if they're down if if I'm up if I'm up four touchdowns and you're down going into the fourth quarter, you throw for an amazing amount of yards. But you really don't have a chance to win. You look good as a passer, but there are games. It's kind of like the the, well, the Browns you're, you're, game. You're, if you look um, at the score, you're using hyperbole you right now. The they, game, they haven't been down you, four touchdowns to nobody, cuz like, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. Don't, don't like, zero you know, I, wa- I, wa- like, I literally, I literally watch the game. They've been, but, 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 but. All right, so, so Brown, let's take the Browns game. Let's take the Browns game, right? So the Browns game looked way closer. Than it actually was, and his 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 stats were amazing. But how much of that is empty calories? Because he already went three and out seven times in the first half and had to throw to come back. It's kind of like I know what you're trying to say, but what I'm saying is you're exaggerating what it Jerry is you're Jones trying to say. Jerry Jones got to be out of there. Their problem, they're... huh? Jerry Jones got to be out of there. <laughs> like, wow. yeah, that, 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 that was that, that was some that was some lies and exaggeration. Cut him off. 
yo, no, I understand what you're trying to say. I understand what you're trying to say, but yo, I, you want it to be one way, but it's the other way. Like, no, it like, ain't the you other really way. do. Like, because even you like, at the Browns, right? the, the first quarter, in them being he, did, he did two touchdowns in the first quarter of the Browns game. Like, he was already cooking. The defense was the one giving up all sorts of stuff. He, he So he did two yo, touchdowns defense, in that Browns defense game. defense is terrible. He, he, threw, he threw three touchdowns in the second half, but he threw two in the first quarter. Like, so it's not like, I mean, again, their defense is their issue. It's not really that. Yeah, and and their offense and their offense is explosive, but not consistent. Like they have these patches in the game. That's, that's part of the game. Okay, if your defense is giving up good on every possession, then you're not allowed to have. You know, an off possession, which is not fair to your offense. Um, but not, I, I think, again, I think there's a, not even trying to play the middle, I think there's a point to what both of y'all are saying. Because you can't blame, like, Dak is not the blame for the reason that no, they have not. much imbalance. But they do have a lot of imbalance. And I would say Dak's numbers do look better than, you know, they probably would otherwise if the games didn't play out the way that the games played out. They're inflated. Well, you can yeah, say they're inflated. No, they, they are inflated. I, and, I and, and, and here's something. They're not inflated. Here's something that people don't really want to talk about, though. Here's something people don't really want to talk about, though. Like, when you watch the game, when you actually watch the Cowboys game, one of the reasons he gets so many attempts is because Zeke has been ineffective. In fact, They've done better with Pollard in his running back in certain situations. At the goal line, Zeke has been able to punch him in and get his points. Yeah, but when they're not on the goal line, because he falls forward, every he hasn't time. been he hasn't been as effective as he's been in the past. The offense actually moves with Pollard on the field. That's the part no one wants to really talk about. So, that, so they end up like relying on um, Zeke in the past game, which he's actually excellent in catching the football. But, but it's also contextual, Jim, that defenses are playing different when they see Zeke back there versus Pollard back there. So it will look completely like different I mean, people would think like completely Yo, different front. are coming in and they're running the same plays and he getting yards. That means they can bum them. But no, but that with that being the case, that's the reason why he's getting the opportunity to pass. You don't get to but when you actually look at the game and you break down his numbers, and I've done this because I because I, 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 I kept hearing people run with the same adage, well they're behind, so he's putting up empty numbers. I'm like, statistically speaking, he's not putting up empty numbers. He's putting up just as many in the first half as the second half. Like it's just not it's just not factually right. Yeah, but they're getting their ass kicked. But that's either here or there. The bottom line, this is about his history. So I don't think that's not how I took it. I mean, having being down is why they're passing. So yeah, he's putting up numbers in the first half, and three of the four games they were down pretty big in the first half. So you're going to pass. You're going to put up your numbers. No, you what I'm saying is their defense has been the problem all season because their defense is trash from first quarter on to the yeah, point where their de- their defense he's is not trash. putting two, two things. No, because the, the picture things, that Austin, the picture that Austin right. was painting is they're going into the second half down, so they're throwing and he's putting up what he called empty calories, right? But that's Yo, not the case. My, my the defense isn't stopping anybody at all. Led, I, but I took it as him saying they abandoned early because of these shootouts they end up in. If you're if, yeah, but what I'm saying is, how is that an empty calorie though? Like possession. I'm asking you a question. How is it? If you're in a shootout, like from quarter one to to whenever that may be, I, I don't understand how that could be empty calories. 
I don't well, think it's a shootout in quarter. I don't think it's a shootout in quarter one. What oh, that was that was my word. Yeah. I just yeah, missed three hours. I, I, I just missed three hours in the first no. quarter. Not like they he going a, back he and forth. He threw a forty-five yard oh. touchdown to Cooper, and he threw a twenty touchdown, twenty yard touchdown. I forgot who it was, but that, that's in the first quarter. So whether you want to call it, it was, the game that you pointed to as an example. He threw two first tu- two first quarter touchdowns. Which game y'all talking about? What game? The all I used the game that all used as an example when he said the Cleveland game. He said the Brown game. I'm like, well. That wasn't that he got way behind and he was just throwing to come back. He threw two touchdowns to start the game off. It's like, I don't know well, what was, how that's an empty calorie. What was, what was, yeah. what was the final score? Was 38, was 38 to 49 was the final score, score that game. They lost 49 to 38. The second quarter score was 24 to nothing. No, no. That, they, they were way behind. Dallas, Dallas actually 24 won the first quarter, 14-7. Yeah, the second quarter score was 24-0. Yeah, but I, I think in the, the, the third quarter was 10 in the first quarter. So the second quarter and the third quarter was 34 to nothing in favor of uh, <laughs> the Browns. And then the Cowboys so come back So it was 34-14. No, I'm talking about the second yeah, and third quarter. Huh? Right, but that's my point. That's, what I said. that's my point, Jimmy. That's my point. They no, were so you know, you said, hey, you, you so said empty calories. Quarter, I'm like, they're not empty calories. I'm, I'm, I'm just arguing your point of there. These are empty calories. Like to me, empty calories is like when your team gets down twenty, thirty points, and you're just sitting there throwing to come back. Not when you start the game off with two touchdowns. They were down. They were down. Tw- what was the score? What was the biggest difference? That was that was going into the fourth quarter. Going into the fourth quarter, you're down twenty points. So my thing is, if so, you're in a shootout, so, so, if you're in a shootout, going, going down, I think both of y'all stuck on semantics here. Either way, they were down big, and they had to pass. They were down the first big, quarter. and they were not winning. Yeah, but by way. the time they were down, but this one, by the time they were down, Jimmy big, saying on this he one, already still had they weren't down early, unless you know, unless you count the whole first half as being early. In the first quarter, they weren't down. That in the in the second quarter, they were down. That's early. The second quarter they were getting their ass. Uh-huh. Like by by the half it was it was bad. By the end of the third quarter it was really bad. But then they put together twenty four points. But see, because it was like what scored, it was like by halftime it was like what twenty eight fourteen something like that twenty was it twenty eight fourteen or thirty one fourteen one or the other. So B, is but that's that what I'm saying. Think, but but, you, you but what I'm saying is when you look at his numbers, it's pretty much insurmountable. Even with them coming so these, back, that don't mean anything. Uh, no, I'm not going to say they don't mean it. Because at the same time, if Beckham didn't score that fourth quarter touchdown, it would have been very interesting. Let me say, let me say this: Dak is having his best tenure. Was having his best tenure throwing the football over those four games. I I don't deny that he was he was balling. He missed some throws, but when you're throwing the ball that many times, you're going to miss some throws. He was balling. He was balling. But I still stick with a lot of that as empty calories because his defense gives up so many points that it is insurmountable. It's insurmountable. A lot of that stuff, they're not coming back from where they are. They were down they 20 to nothing the to the game. Falcons in the first quarter. But we all know you just keep playing with the Falcons and you'll, you'll get that back. <laughs> you'll get it back. Yeah, they'll get it. Yeah, no, even if they're good. Even if they're a good team, they revert back to, you know, doing what they are. Who else did they lose to? Was that it? They two and two. 
No. Mm-hmm. They lost three. Oh, they two and three? So they all played five games? Two and three, yeah. So they played – they lost to the Rams. Oh, yeah, and that was a close game. They beat the Falcons. They lost to the Seahawks by seven. But that, but see, like even when you look at these games that they lost or whatever, that that whole thing, like of you know they're losing, so they're throwing a lot. Like it's just, it's just not. What I'm saying is the whole idea of empty calories and all this kind of stuff. Because a lot of these games are like, let's look at the games, right? The first game it was seventeen twenty. Yeah, they were just down seven it's, nothing. It's no, yeah, it's like, but there's no empty calories in that game. He threw, he threw like cl- close to 300 yards in a touchdown on that one. I think he ran one in. Like, yo, if you if I just you stay, see. If, I just you run see. The, if you run the ball and you stay committed to the run, right now with with Zeke, right? If you're if you're, and I know the game, so the game isn't necessarily played this way right now. But if you commit to the run, it opens up. Because fans don't want to see that and TV doesn't want to see that, there is no commitment to the run. There's no commitment to, to running the ball. So it's Zeke is ineffective. We got to pay the running back. You ain't pay your quarterback. Yo, you when your running back is getting two yard, when your running back's getting two yards a carry, and you give him twenty carries, like what, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> they not they not giving that ball twenty carries anymore, man. Right. They not He's giving away too much carries. time on the Cowboys though. Oh man! Um, like I know. Go ahead. He's saying they're not giving them. Man, listen, man. I, listen again. I'm only telling you this, B. Austin, because I watch the games. Like the, the, the issue saying is just it's just hyperbole. It's not it's 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 not true. But it is what it is, man. You asked about Dak. Bottom line is, it's an unfortunate situation. Um, to me, the biggest thing about this was the business. So he never got his business wrapped up. And do you think I mean, you know, it's a lesson, it's a lesson for that. It's definitely a lesson for that because I think you know it's one of those things. If if you're overplayed in hand, about, you know this game. You know you're one play away from all of this talk going away. So I'm like, you know, that kind of has the knack to play the company man role sometimes. Where you know what I'm saying? Especially in this day day and age, if if we praise certain things that we praise in sports, then we damn sure shouldn't be getting on anybody for holding out, you know, for their for their bread. If we're gonna defend one thing, condemn something else that's along kind of along the same lines. So now it's gonna be interesting to see if if Dak ever gets that money or is it gonna turn into something where because it'll be crazy if they just all out like move on from that. I think it'll end up being something where he's going to have to sign some incentive-laden contract to make sure that if they do come up off of big money, it's because he's back to what he was, you know, what he started to be before he got injured. Um, as far as they're concerned, I personally think, and you know, this is seems to be an unpopular opinion because, you know, people get something in their mind. I personally think the Cowboys, I, I'm thinking – Long and I'm thinking I I can't think of a better backup quarterback in the NFL. I can't think of a team with a better backup quarterback. That's just off quick though. But you know if I if I go down the list, maybe I'll find somebody. But people think because Andy Dalton didn't win anything 
and and Cincinnati, you know, he's 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 a veteran. You know, he's had good years. They made the playoffs plenty. The playoffs is where he couldn't get it done. Um, but as far as this division goes, I think they're still front runners in this race, even without Dak. And that's not a knock to Dak. Um, I think they pretty much yeah, had locked up with at some point. All they had to do was get the defense, you know, in some kind of shape. And the offense was explosive enough for them to easily win the NFC East. So I think they can still do it. It might not be as in as spectacular a fashion, but it's hard to, for me to think of a team or two or three teams with a better backup quarterback than an Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton might not be your guy as a franchise guy, you're trying to win Super Bowls and all that kind of stuff, but as a backup. Well, Casey Mack, Casey Mack. Good shout out to Casey Mack because he just made a point too. Like even though Dalton's in there, Dalton going to throw it around too because it's Mike McCarthy who doesn't generally traditionally lean on a running game. I mean, Zeke is averaging like 19 That's because Mike McCarthy ain't used just to having a running back. He just ain't getting it done. <laughs> Mike McCarthy ain't used to having a running back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but no, but, that, that's, to, to, you know, but Zeke has also been effective in the passing game when he catches it because he drops the ball a lot too. When he catches it, he's able to turn up field. But, you know, he's getting 19 Zeke carries a game. Bottom line is he's the greatest player ever. Attack. That's what it really all went down But don't like this. He don't lose yards. Yeah. Even, if you, even on a one-yard game. Most of his one-yard gains probably should have been two-yard losses, but he's gonna fall forward. Yeah, so, we'll see how that goes. He might uh, be. I think Irvin Fryer, Irvin Fryer might be the greatest at that though, because Irvin Fryer he got all his yak from catching and just diving forward. He <laughs> he never really run after the catch, but you know. How about that? He was just diving. Did it mean Zeke get hit by two hundred seventy-pound dudes and still fall forward? Oh, shout out to all of them. Um, yeah, that issue that issue is frustrating. Speaking of the Falcons. It is because it always makes for a first down, and then we got to see him do his, you know, his little eating thing. Falcons shut down their facility for positive COVID tests. You know, the the NFL schedule is already all over the place because of um, COVID outbreaks on teams. Um, do y'all think this is legit, or do y'all think the Falcons are just trying to quit? <laughs> I think they're trying. I to think they're trying to. Um, they're trying to hurt my man Raheem, man. They don't want Raheem to live, man. Let Raheem eat, I know. man. Raheem get the job. Let Raheem and... get a meal. <laughs> now he ain't got nowhere to practice. Come on, man. That's Let Raheem on. get a meal, man. What's wrong with y'all, man? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, um, and just we want to give a rest in peace shout out to uh, baseball Hall of Famer Joe Morgan, who is. Uh, he died at age 77, man. One of the probably, table of gods, second baseman, one of the greatest Legend. second basemen of all time, Legend. part of the big red machine in Cincinnati. Um, we got like a couple of minutes left. I see we got a couple of calls, so I'm going to do this. We are going to let you guys know what happened this date in sports history, and then we're going to go out on a couple of quick phone calls. Uh, this date in sports history brought to you by Digital Exchange Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Well, if you do, for dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. Top quality results prices and financing options are available. So visit DigitalExtremeTech.com or call 267-205-4203. 
And for discounted rates, be sure to tell them that War Room Sports sent you. So on this date in sports history, October 15, 1988, with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, an injured Kirk Gibson hits a dramatic two-run home run to give the Dodgers a 5-4 win in game one of the World Series. I'm sure all of you are familiar with that uh, highlight. They show it <laughs> anytime they get a chance to show it. Uh, Jim, we talked about this on the show probably sometime last year, and we were talking about how things become legendary, but a lot of people, you know, later on in those years don't really know the situation. Like, I think it's probably hundreds of thousands of people out there who had no clue that that happened in game one of the World Series. I guarantee you a lot of people thought that was like to end the series, that was to win the championship, but... You know, if you know when it happened, if you know baseball, you know that this happened in game one of the 88 World Series. Also, October 15, 1933, our Philadelphia Eagles played their first ever NFL game, got their doors blown off 56 to nothing by the New York Giants. So we like to give a warm salute to these historical moments in sports history. So we're going to hear about that, of, that last one. <laughs> Take a couple of very quick phone calls because it's time for us to get out of here. Um, and then we're going to hit the road. So we're going to go down to GA with the homie Naj. What's going on, man? All right, back up the truck. Box. Hey, oh, oh, sorry, y'all. I'm down here at Dan Quinn house. We packing him up real quick. We're going to get him up out of here. Uh, I'm going to drop him off at the airport. Hold up. Uh, did you see, salute. Now, did you see the meme where um, the owner – was was screaming at him from the sideline, but on the meme they put, um, what did, what did it say, Jim? Go on and go on and pack up your locker, big dog. <laughs> go ahead and like clock that. out. You can go ahead and clock go out. Go ahead, right go now. on and clock out, big dog. <laughs> yeah. Fact. So, hey, they happy about that down there? That cowboy. Yeah, never forget that Cowboys game was Arthur Blank's birthday. So that's how his birthday was Ooh. spent, watching him lose that game Ooh. with the onside Ooh. kick. Outside. Um, Tobias, uh, Tobias, get at me. Uh, we're going to set up this class action lawsuit against War Room Sports. Uh, reclaiming my time will be on the title of the lawsuit. But I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Uh, because I've been here a while, I've been, I've been on everything. So let me just go to this. To the people who saying Wilt played against bums or whatever, let me tell you something. Even if I gave you that part of the argument, I'm going to give you the first three years of Wilt's career. 1959, 37, and 27. That's points and rebounds. That's average. Not not high. That is average. Second year, 38 and 27. That's 38 points and 27 rebounds, bro. This is average. Again, not career high. Third year. First three years of of Wilt's career. Don't tell me who he played against. Don't tell me nothing except Wilt's one of them dudes. That's a made man. Shout out to him. Shout out to Bron, too. Bron's a made man. People are going to have to give it up. They're going to have to give up all their little arguments against the boy because the boy is going to ride Anthony's back for another mm-hmm. two before he get out of there. Anthony's 27. Don't forget that. Uh, shout, shout out to the hold late on, show. Hold on, hold on, Nod. Hold on, Nod. Nod, Nod. Can I ask you a question? How many points yeah. and rebounds did Wilt Chamberlain average in his third year? Fifty and twenty-five. Fifty points and twenty-five rebounds, average. Every, I never, 
I've never yeah, scored exactly. 50. And people want to play yeah, with MVP, Wilt <laughs> And people want to play with Wilt Name. Nah, bro. He wanted to do <laughs> any era. It wouldn't matter. Matter of fact, you put him in another era, you're talking about Wilt with nutrition. You're talking about Wilt with uh, the, the proper way of sleeping and all these other things. Like LeBron got a hyperbaric chamber, chamber in the damn bubble. Now, Will ain't doing no right. Will ain't doing no sleeping. You see what I'm saying? If, if you had modern tech, my God, ain't no telling what Will would have done. So all them people, man, they got to go on with that, man. Uh, man. As far as uh, look, look, I hate to settle the argument, but I got to settle this argument. Look, we were all wrong about Dak. From what we know, pre-injury. Dak is a top seven quarterback. He proved us all wrong this year. He was expert as a QB this year. Not only with depth, not only with ball placement, but his ability to uh, uh, really read defenses and break people down. Like, Dak was really good. With weapons, we just saw that Dak can be as good as everybody thought he could. Now, after this injury, who knows? But that defense is historically bad. This ain't regular bad defense. This is historically bad defense. That's why they've had to throw so much. In the Atlanta game, Zeke fumbled twice in the first half. That's how Atlanta got up. And they had to make that comeback that they did. But that was how they got up. But when you get down so big uh, that quickly, it takes away your ability to run because then you're talking about the time. It's the clock. That, that's what happens to teams. So now you got to pass in order to catch up. And like Jimmy said, Zeke is also running the most passing routes as a running back. So even though he's not getting the carries, He's still getting the production in the passing game. It's kind of what CMC been doing his whole career. You know what I mean? That dual threat thing. But you know Zeke's hands ain't the best. But uh, yeah, I, I got to give it up to him. I was wrong about that, dude. I, I I've been telling me for the last couple of years that he's hard on. He's a little harder on Dak than he should be. Like at that point, I was I was defending him. I was like, okay, at that at that point, a couple of years ago, he may still make some mistakes in certain situations. But a lot of the time when we were having that conversation, they weren't in those situations much. So you didn't get to make them, you know, he didn't get to make those mistakes too often. As a yeah. rival but, but he fan, wasn't, but he like, wasn't I just started productive. to worry about He this wasn't as dangerous as he was good. this year, though. Previous years, I think our arguments hold up based on the tape previous years. This yeah. year, He's been scary, man. He was hitting everything. Like, he showed to give him weapons, he, he can thrive. But, yo, Andy Dalton, oh, Andy Dalton's dead, man. Look, you, you got to be a – to win with Andy Dalton, you got to have him be a game manager. They need him <laughs> to score. So that means Andy Dalton trying to throw in the tight windows with that pop gun arm, uh, Matt Ryan. And you know what happens to guys who try to throw in the tight windows with weak arms? Pick sixes, baby. They get picked, they get picked, picked off. Shout out, to Ryan. Shout out to Ryan Fitzpatrick. But let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> and to the coach, this is pain. This is painful to be. Got thirty seconds. But one, one through one through four. How do you feel about the Cowboys' uh, receiving core? And who are you doubling? Who are you doubling? Uh, one through three, they got the best receivers in the league. Uh, the kid Wilson, you leave mm-hmm. alone. But I, I guess you give a more more attention to Amari Cooper. I mean Amari Cooper, but. No matter what, you, you're in a dilemma. That's why that kid, the rookie tight end, is getting so many CD, balls. CD, CD, CD Lamb is a grown ass man running routes. Oh man, his route, big. his routing is grown ass man. All and right, so we got to roll. That dude's a beast. We'll, we'll get to, yeah, to they, the lines so, earlier even, next even week, they get man. They're playoff game. They're going home early, so they suck. Yeah. Their defense, true. Is okay, going with that once again. All right, bro. All right, man. All right, man.
All right, Jim. Take us out. Yeah, well, yeah. Sorry we couldn't get to the folks we couldn't get to, man. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody on the chat room, everybody everywhere that tuned in and tried to get through. Listen, man, we apologize. There's tons of callers waiting to get on, but we got to get out of here. Um, catch us back here next week. You know you know um, where we'll be at. You know what I'm saying? Um, catch the replays everywhere that you catch replays. Enjoy the MLB postseason. Catch everything we do, all of our content at the hub of WarmanSports.com. Get my book, Sports the Book of WarmanSports.com. You know, until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.